Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Unsolicited Advice with Charlene Bryce. My name is Bryce, and with me I have, as always, the one, the only... 49ers next man up. I'm Charlie. Charlie, let's talk some football. Dude, that is my line. (laughs) But anyways, Cheers. cheers. Damn. I splattered everywhere. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> she probably did. She definitely did. Last night. Oh, <laughs> I, already, I already don't like where this episode's going. Yeah, yeah. All right. Back on track here. All right. So, Charlie, um, we're doing it. <laughs> I told you those are gross. I told you those are gross. I, I just didn't grab Coors Light fast enough. <laughs> All right. So, Charlie, um, we're doing it. NFC West. Are you ready? Like, are you ready for me to just like put you down the wormhole of? You, know, I'll, I'll go down all the rabbit holes. Oh, uh, dude, I am gonna lead you down so many rabbit holes today. It's gonna be amazing. So, like, guys, get used to not hearing my voice. Like, this will be the most that I speak because we're just gonna be sitting back and just looking at Charlie and nodding and smiling and say, "Wow, yeah." Yes, Charlie. I want this on the record that this is going to be the most that you'll hear Bryce's voice because I call bullshit. (laughs) All right, we'll see about that. Three, two, one. All right, uh, for real, Charlie, where do you want to start? Obviously, we're going to do the Niners last. That's we everyone knows that. Um, Well, they're the last place team. Then start from the top, I guess. Okay, Um, Seahawks. So. They were they finished first in the division, but really, the Rams outdid them. But I'm cool. Yeah, I go with the Seahawks. Right. So they yeah right. Yeah. They, okay. So Seahawks. All right. I mean, if you did it in draft position, then. They, but anyways, continue. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Seahawks. Charlie. I mean, the way they finished. Oh, I'm just kidding. Get I was going to say Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding. Uh, all right. So Charlie, um, obviously, free agencies happened. You know, we're not we're we're not really unfocused on the draft but we're more focused on free agency and the things that are going down that's right uh so i'm just gonna what i'm gonna do for you charlie is i'm gonna read off their cap space first and then i'm gonna tell you what their free agents acquisitions and losses are all right so their cap space is about six million dollars plus okay they have about six mil to spend all right there's some prominent free agents they got gabe jackson from oakland Remember we talked about yeah. him, the really yeah. good guard? Big big signing there. Gerald Everett from the Rams, the tight end, the really athletic one. Um, um, that's fine for me. So the it's one right. guy I want you to talk about, so I'll I'll, I'll give you a couple more names. Um, Pochich, I don't know. He's a center, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a good one. So the big question is, what about A.B.? Do the Seahawks go out and find A.B.? I think they probably still have a bad taste in their mouth from Josh Gordon. They don't even go down that road. I think the opposite. I think you've proved that you can. Josh Gordon was the one who continued to screw up his chances. I think they proved that they can do it if we have the guy in the right situation. Yeah. I mean, Josh Gordon's now in the fan-controlled football league catching balls from Jan- Johnny Manziel. Right, right. Um, But if A.B. is... Also, part of the Josh Gordon thing that bothers me a little bit, he kept screwing up, but most of those screw-ups, those suspensions, were related to marijuana, which is just so outdated of the NFL yeah. 
to yeah. continue to punish players for that. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I'm a little bit on the fence about I, how I, Josh Gordon's career kind of. I hate to say it, but for the NFL, I don't see that. Especially in that Seattle. Won't change, that won't like, change until it's legalized across America. It won't change in the NFL. They I, are that I slow. Think, yeah, but yeah, no, I think you're right. But like, it doesn't need like they can sort of decriminalize it if you quote unquote. They could, but the, the NFL, NFL like, won't they take that step. I mean, it could be. Yeah, it's sad. Anyways, enough about Josh Gordon. All right, so AB, what do you think? Can't would Seattle go out and sign AB? Why? To, Why would they? Why would they? Well, uh, who are their receivers? Well, you have DK. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Tyler Lockett, they said mm-hmm. last year, was banged up and, and getting older, which obviously AB is, is good, but I would say probably AB has a higher ceiling than Lockett. Do you? Yeah. I had considering, Tyler Lockett. Considering had, the chemistry. I had Tyler Lockett in fantasy last year. Yes, he fucking blew it out of the water in the first half of the season. The second half of the season. When Russell Wilson did. Right. In the second half of the season, he was a dud. He Which was Russell a Wilson dud. was, too. Right. But that's where the issues on the offense came from. And that's so it doesn't why... matter who's catching the ball. If the guy who's throwing the ball is not having good games, then the guys catching the balls are not going to be so having you good don't, games. So you don't think A.B. would be make a good addition to their offense? I mean... Even, that's what you're saying. Because they lost David Moore to the Panthers. So right. they have no third wide receiver. And Tyler Lockett, you could slide into the slot because he is aging. I mean, how much do you think you're going to have to pay AB? Give him a one-year deal for $10 million. T.Y. Hilton is... $10 million? If that, 8 to $10 no, million. That's the asking that. price. But why not just get one of... This goes back to the conversation of having such a deep draft. I mean, they need to make Russell Wilson okay, happy. So- and if that made Russell Wilson happy, then that's what they need to do. I don't think that's what's going to do it. I think the um, the offensive line signings are going a long way towards making him happy. I know they lost Carlos Hyde, kept Chris Carson. Yep. Um, they also signed Kerry Hyder and Benson yeah. Mayowa. Yeah. So I want to hear what your time. thought about Kerry Hyder is since he's an ex-Niner. Yeah, he uh, had eight and a half sacks. He led yeah, the Niners in, in sacks, quarterback hits, and rushes. That's pretty good. And he wasn't a starter at the beginning of the is year. Is he a vet? Is he a rookie or what's He's a vet. He's a young vet. Okay. Um, where would he come from? Ooh, I do not remember where he came from. Okay. In fact, I didn't know who the hell he was before this year. I really didn't. And um he Was he one who stepped out. in because of Nick Bosa's injury? Uh, and like the other fourteen on the defensive line, right? But uh, the, what I'm saying yeah, is, he, was he right behind Bosa, or was he one he, of the guys that they grabbed he later was on? Right behind those guys, and I mean, we have a like a rotation. You know, it's not Nick Bosa isn't in every down, right? None of those guys are. So he was in the rotation. So it's not like he was. He's yours, okay? So he's 29 right now. So he's our age. Yeah. Um, and he played at Texas. I Tech. definitely thought he was younger than that. Played at Texas Tech. He played lights out this year. I think that was a huge pickup by the Seahawks. So with the Seahawks, Charlie, I was I pretty think, pissed when I heard that too. So I, I, you know, I think you know they lost Shaquem Griffin. They um, lost both the right, twins. Right. I think right. they both went to the Jags. Did they? I think so. That wouldn't surprise me. I know Shaquille Griffin did. 
Maybe um, Shaquem. And uh, Shaquem Griffin, for those of you that don't know, is the one missing uh, his forearm, like his hand and part of his forearm, or all of his forearm. Right. One-handed. Yeah. Linebacker. Yeah, more of like a special teams guy, though. I think that's what yeah. he uses. Yeah. But. All right, so, Charlie, I have a couple questions. Um, rapid fire, okay? Are you ready? Do you like the new OC? Shane Waldron. Sure. Um, well, but, okay. No, rapid fire. It's rapid okay. fire. Okay, well, Does I'll... Russell Wilson get traded? Not this, this year. Not this year. When does Russell Wilson get traded? Uh, I think it's possible after this year. You think so? Yeah. Wow. Depending on what he does, but... Yeah. The, the thing is, that's someone who is so ingrained in the city, in the culture of that team, that has a riff with, you know, the big boys from head coach up. So... Uh, that's a tough situation, but he is, I mean, he's got every reason to be pissed because they've completely screwed him. It's like us. It's like the Panthers with cam after the 2015 season. Slightly different, but yeah, we would, we wouldn't give him any help. We would sign all these middle tier, uh, offensive linemen and then cam was running for his freaking life. Right. But, uh, still slightly different. Okay. Um, so the most important question, significantly different, but go ahead. Same idea. How strong do you think Pete Carroll's jaw strength is? I mean, considering his dentine is dust by the end of the game. (laughs) So he's probably worked that out quite a bit in more, more, (laughs) in more ways than one. Okay. So it says humans can bite. On their molars between 1,100 and 1,300 newtons, beating the orangutan, gibbon, and just slightly behind the gorilla. Wow, that is shocking that we can outbite an orangutan. Yeah. That blows my mind. So how strong do you do you think Pete Carroll has like a gorilla jaw? Do you think he's got the same yeah. strength jaw as a gorilla? Yeah, probably. Could he bite through a tire? Like, do you think he could, like, chew? No. Okay. How long do you think it would take him to get to the center of a lollipop? Oh, he got to the center of a Tootsie Pop. Oh, shit. What a stupid question. <laughs> One bite, right? Yeah. I mean, he's like the owl. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Pete Carroll is the fucking owl. Where it's Absolutely. Just, you know, the owl gives, I think, two licks, and then he's just gone. Right. But Pete Carroll just does one bite. Right. That's what I was... I, I think. I think Pete Carroll could legitimately... Take one of those fucking huge jawbreakers. You know which one I'm yeah, talking yeah, about, yeah. Jerry? Yep. And just bite down through it like it was like a fucking clamp down. Just cutting it right through like a knife through <sighs> hot butter. Gosh, that makes me cringe. I know. Doesn't that make you cringe yes. just thinking about that? Yep. I think Pete Carroll's jaw could do that. Mm. I would I would be very curious. I want to study out there. I want to see if Pete Carroll's jaw strength could match up to a gorilla. I think he could. There might. I think he could. John Fox would be up there, too. He could, oh, well, yeah, yeah. But he didn't chew it like Pete. Pete chews the double bubble. If you chew double bubble, you know that, like, first of all, it's only in your mouth for five seconds before it loses flavor. That's right. All right? Like most of the good gums are. Right. Juicy fruit. I mean, you name it. Exactly. But, like, if you're chewing double bubble, like, you're just punishing your fucking jaw. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you, you're talking yeah. about, like, going to I the gym. I get one out quick. Yep. If you're talking about going to the gym and working out, 
That's like if you're working out your jaw, you chew on a piece of fucking double bubble. That's right. And then you lose the flavor in five seconds. So then it's just like, why the fuck am I chewing this anyway? Yeah. I mean, right? It was it was a good idea at the time. Yeah. And yeah. For the first five seconds. I'm impressed too with when when I see Pete Carroll chewing. It's like he looks like a giraffe because his jaw just continues to move it's around like a circular in that circle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just impressive, like how much movement he has with the bottom half of his mouth. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> Quite impressive. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, you know, whatever floats your boat, dude. You know. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. So, Charlie, I'm gonna ask you this: Where do the night? Oh, sorry. Whew. Where do the Seahawks finish in the you division little, next year? A little premature ejaculation there. I did. Where do the Seahawks finish in your division next year? Dude, they might fall. They might fall hard. All right, so right now. Hard to say. Hard to say. Before we get any further, tell me next year the order in your division. Dude, our division is so good. And I don't think there's a single outcome that would be like incredibly surprising. Okay, but what's yours? I want to hear yours. Put a hot take on it. Let's go, spicy buffalo. Come on, let's go. Um, what's the order? Because after he, I'm going to ask you another question because I want I want to know what you think about each of these teams because this is a really hard dis- division. Niners, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals. Okay, repeat that one more time. Niners, Niners Rams, Rams, Seahawks, Seahawks, Cardinals, Cardinals. Okay, I don't, I don't love that. I because I think, man, I mean, it can really it could go both ways. It yeah. could go a lot of different ways. I think the team, being biased like I am, I think the team furthest from being winning the division are the Cardinals, but I do not think they are far. Like they could, I think they could absolutely win it this year, and right, I, it wouldn't be crazy to me. Okay, so Niners, Niners, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals. Yes. Wow. Okay. So um, we're gonna review that. I'm gonna come back to that at the end, uh, Charlie. I want you to tell me what are the Seahawks' record next year? Eight and eight. Wow. So you think the Cardinals have a worse record than that? No, 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 no. Oh, also, they couldn't have an 8-8 eight eight record because we're going to 17 games next year. Oh, shit, that's um, right. I was about to say it, and it sounds weird. 10-7. Uh, and seven. Wow, that does sound weird. Yeah. 10-7. and seven. Or 9-8. and eight. Ew. Yeah. You can't eight, go 500. Eight, eight and nine? You can't go 500. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, just, it just doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right. I All think, right, so you think so? Seahawks go 10, and, 10 seven? and 7? I think 10 and 7. Okay. All right. Oh, this is weird. That is, that is yeah. very weird. That doesn't It doesn't roll off the tongue very well. No. No. Um, Charlie, last question before we move on here. Okay. Now that these teams are starting to take shape, I want to start talking more about fantasy here. Charlie, I want you to name me the top three fantasy football point getters on the Seahawks roster next year. All right. But I don't think it's going to be 
Like as it sits right now, as it I don't sits think, right now, I don't think it's gonna be much different. I think it's gonna be Russell Wilson. I think Chris Carson can have a much better year if he stays healthy. Chris Carson can have a big year with the newer, with the upgrade in um, Gabe Jackson on the offensive line, as can Russell Wilson. Which it sounds like they might like really start trying to run the ball more consistently. Well, they're gonna now. fucking need to if they want to keep Russell Wilson around. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. You got the right running back to do it too. Sorry, yeah, keep and going. I think I so, think they will so add Russell, to that because Carlos Hyde's gone. So I think right. they will add another running back in free. I mean, uh, probably the draft. Yeah. Um. But I think they like the Homer kid, Travis Homer. Um. Who who can step up? But, oh, but I think wait, I think DK, fantasy though DK Metcalf I think will be the okay. So Russell, Chris Carson, DK Metcalf. Yeah, I know that's boring, in that order. But, Russell, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I'm, I'm good Russell, with that. Russell, Chris Carson, that. DK. Wow, yeah. okay. All right, I like it. All right, dude, let's do it. Let's move on to the Rams. So, Rams have about 10 mil in cap space. Shockingly. They didn't do much as far as signing. They obviously traded for Matt Stafford. They just signed Deshaun Jackson, mm-hmm. and they re-signed Leonard Floyd. Yep. He was already on the roster. They re-signed him. Which they need to do. They lost a lot, though, Charlie. So let me yep. read off the list of like prominent names of guys who they lost. Morgan Fox went to the Panthers. John Johnson, their safety, went to the Browns. Josh Reynolds, uh, their wide receiver, went to... The, oh, shit, uh, the Eagles or something? No. Who was it? I can't remember. The, yeah, I just looked at it. Troy Hill... Moved on to the Browns as well. Everett, um, Gerald Everett, obviously, like we said, just went to the Seahawks. And uh, Michael Brockers went to the Lions. And another defensive lineman, Samson Ebucom, went to the Niners. Right. And they lost their fucking defensive coordinator. Yeah. Charlie, does that spell... Like, they obviously still have a good offense, but what the hell are they going to roll out there on defense? Raheem Mostert is, sorry, Raheem Morris, I always do that. Yeah. Raheem Morris is the new DC there. But Charlie, what the hell do they have to work with besides Aaron Donald? Uh, Also the best corner in the game, Jalen Ramsey. Okay, those are two pieces. Yes, they are important pieces. Two of the most important pieces. Yes, they are important pieces. They still have Leonard Floyd, which is one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. They, I mean, they are fine, I think, defensively. I think maybe they're... A little worse than last year, but they were pretty damn good last year. So, I mean, not to mention they. Oh no, never mind. They don't have a draft. Right. They have a draft, but they don't have. They don't have a first round pick. No, they sure don't. Not for a while, but um, I I think their defense is still going to be really good. Still a dangerous defense to go up against. I think the exact opposite. I think the Rams' defense is going to struggle next year. I I hope you were right. I I just I think. I think they're a little suspect right now. That doesn't mean they won't be good, but I, they're like they were top ten this year, probably top five. I I think they're maybe fifteenth next year. Everything that made this Rams defense good left in free agency. Yes, you still have Aaron Donald. Yes, you still have Jalen Ramsey, but they had really key pieces that played really well for them, and they all just fucking walked out the door. We all know those superstars, right? Superstars. You can play towards a superstar, but it was these other guys that we said that they lost in free agency that made their defense really fucking good. 
So that's why I think they're going to have a legitimate offense, but their defense, Matt Stafford's going to have to win some games for them because their defense won't be able to. Not like they were this year. Yeah, well, uh, I don't think he's going to have a problem with that. But um, I think that their defense will be better than any defense that Matthew Stafford probably has ever had. That's arguable, but I think this defense being less than it was last year is still a top 10 defense. Yeah. And Raheem Morris is a hell of a coach. He I is. like I like that for their defense. And frankly, I don't think it matters who's coaching their defense. They have the best player in the league followed by another of the top five best players in the league defensively. And shit, I would even argue that Aaron Donald might be the best player in the league, period. Offense or defense. I mean, listen, I don't disagree with you. I think both, all, like, Jalen Ramsey's really good. Aaron Donald's really good. And they had a lot of success last year. But they lost their defensive coordinator. And they lost a lot of really key talent last year that is not going to be there anymore. And that's really, to me, what made their defense good. So that's why I think, you know, Matt Stafford's going to have to go out and go win some games for him because their defense won't be able to next year. I just really believe that. But... I hope you're right. Let me ask you this, Charlie. How much of a football guy is Sean McVay? Like, do you think, like, like this is what I picture for Sean McVay, right? He's going up to his hot wife, who looks a little Russian, doesn't she? You know what she looks like? She, see a picture of her? She is very Russian. She is? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking nailed that! I freaking nailed it! Wow, look at that. Okay, actually, you know what? Really? I'm not. I'm not sure if she's. She... I'm all. I thought she was Russian, but she's definitely Eastern European. Okay, all right. Interesting. I I just like that's not who I pictured Sean McVay with. Like I I imagine McVay with like a a blonde bombshell. You know what I mean? No, nah, she not yeah. like a dark hair hair Russian model. Right, but it's just not you know what not I mean. Who, not like, who you pictured, right? Exactly. For, it's just for not a guy being right. the young head coach De- he's, of L.A. He's definitely and, a tits guy, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, him and Jimmy G have something in common. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Charlie, I wanna I wanna let you go on this. All right, but what's the record between Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan all time? Kyle Shanahan win, wins when it matters. Here's the thing about that record is that Kyle Shanahan had a couple of years where he was one year where he was getting his team together, followed by a year where Jimmy G tore his ACL. But he still beats Sean McVay. Like, for some reason. Well, actually, not for Why? some reason. Because Sean McVay... And okay, Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan both coached in Washington together, and yep. McVay was like Shanahan's understudy, and so Shanahan left for the Falcons. McVay stepped up, and then somehow McVay got a head coaching job before him. But it's the same same idea for their offense. They're both just these offensive gurus, these play calling gurus that can do whatever they want with whoever they want. But it's kind of like. The teacher and the student thing. Okay, that's fair. Shanahan has just got his number. 
And I think Shanahan knows exactly what McVeigh wants to do and knows exactly probably how to stump him. I think there's just a little bit of that. I mean, McVeigh's obviously a genius. Like a it is weird how much he knows about football. That great press conference where uh who are they playing? Like the they're playing the Cowboys, I think. So how much of a football? Or they were guy? playing they were playing a Wade Phillips, who may have been the Broncos, and he listed every single starting defensive player in that press conference. How many how much of a football guy is Sean McVay? How, like, would Sean McVay miss his daughter's wedding to coach in a game? Hmm. Well, no, being such a football guy, his daughter would not be getting married. Okay, come on. on Answer on, the question. Answer the question. Well, no, he's such a football guy. That's not an option. <laughs> that's, okay, that's fair. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I I think Sean McVay is a huge football guy that I think he probably like well, you if, miss uh the birth if like his son was due on a on a divisional matchup yeah, day. Yeah. Like he's he'll a, see his son afterwards. <laughs> or his daughter or whoever. He'll see that baby afterwards. Yeah. He'll see that baby for the next eighteen years. Why does he need to see him when it first is born into the world? He's got football today, you know? Right. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I he's, think I think he would probably like go to a game and then like <laughs> leave a game at halftime, go see his child be born, and then come back before halftime ended. If like well, but even for me, <laughs> Like if Lily was about to go into la- into labor and it was like a we were playing Sunday night football, I'm like, well, Lily, go to sleep and we'll deal with it in the morning. <laughs> How'd that go? Well, we haven't had that hasn't happened yet. Oh, 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 got it, got it. It would happen though. Yeah, yeah. And then I I'd, think, and then I would probably show up to the uh, hospital with her with a black eye on time. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Sean McVay is such a football guy. That he and his wife talk dirty about football. I don't doubt it at all. So, like, I would 100% say, like, this is how it goes. Like, oh, yeah, daddy, what would you call against a cover three? It's like, yeah, girl, I'd call that spider two Y banana. Extra banana. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I am blushing like fucking crazy right now. Oh my god. Holy shit, that was so bad. That was awesome. Uh, I was going to say something. (laughs) Uh, I was going to say something along the lines of like... uh, to get him riled up, she brings like a football to bed or something. But you, <laughs> man, you took that <laughs> to where it needed to go. Is all I gotta say. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Uh, really, what we're trying to say is Sean McVay's a big football guy. Big <laughs> huge, football guy. Huge football guy. <laughs> huge football guy. <laughs> oh god. Oh 
Oh man, all right, Charlie. I'm gonna pass it back to you while I recoup myself here. Uh, Top geez. three fantasy football players <laughs> next year. <laughs> Rams top three uh, fantasy football players. Uh, I'm gonna compose myself. <clears throat> uh, probably best play is gonna be the the banana Y option or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> spider two Y banana. That's what it is. Spider two <laughs> extra y banana. banana. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Uh, all right. Top three. It's gonna be. I think Matthew Stafford's gonna have a hell of a year. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Cooper Cup. Yeah, this might be boring too. But I, I keep going because I want to hear what your last one would be. Because mm. to me, it's a debate between two guys. We both know you can't trust any of their running backs. It's almost like it's almost like the Niners. You can't. You have no idea from week to week who it's going to be. Robert Woods is always always going to be significant. Um. I want to hear what you have have to say about it. Well, I want to hear yours. Who's your last? Who's your third? Mm. Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford, who's your third? I mean, I I, I really like... I don't think this is who who it's going to be, but I really like Daryl Henderson. I hope he takes the biggest role for them. Uh, But Cam Akers, I mean, could really step up. And I think that's a legitimate possibility that cam Akers takes the role and um runs with it takes josh reynolds role towards that end um oh cam Akers, the running yeah, back yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry 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 um you're right well, so, but you just said daryl henderson too i know i like i really like daryl henderson as a runner but he's probably a better um the cam Akers is he's, more prob- balanced. he's probably yeah he's probably the two in a one-two punch yeah, yeah daryl henderson and uh, then they also still have malcolm brown i believe right so, uh, which they really like. So, I mean, I agree with you with Stafford. I agree with you with Cooper Cup. You know, they always have like Cooper Cup just is built for this kind of if, offense. If Cooper Cup can stay on the field, right? He had well, true, trouble this year. true. Um, and he did all right. I had him for fantasy this year too, and he did okay. Uh, there were definitely times where they struggled, like with the Rams. It's always like one receiver gets hot, and that's all who gets the ball. It's only that one receiver. Yeah. But to me, Charlie, I think it's Stafford. I think it's Cooper Cup. And to me, it comes down to two guys, either Tyler Higby or Robert Woods. I agree with you. I think Robert Woods is the most consistent wide receiver out of this group. He now And again, we say all this stuff, but that was with Jared Goff. So who freaking knows from here on out yeah, Matthew, who's going to establish something I mean, with Matt Stafford? That's true. And Matthew Stafford could make them all superstars. And and Deshaun Jackson could be one I, of their... I'm, I'm excited for, that, for him. Right. Because uh, I think... He, he has a chance. Uh, he's still got some spark in there. Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think the only one who complicates that between any of those wide receivers, Charlie, is Tyler Higby. I just think he has a really good year next year. Yeah, he he, he might. He's he, he's, To me, is like Hawkinson. And Matt Stafford yep. loved Hawkinson this yeah, past he did. year. he did. And so that, to me, is like I think they're going to have a good connection again. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great point. Last question about the Rams. As a biased Niners fan, what's your favorite Rams jersey? Um, like past and present, or like their no, their, their current, current ones. Yeah, the ones they currently have. Um, they have like the khaki ones. They have the the blue ones. They have the white ones. They have the yellow ones. That's why they have a lot. Yeah. Uh, 
I. So when their logo, their new logo first came out, yeah, I wasn't wild about it. No, neither was anyone else. Agreed. It's grown on me a little bit. Like I don't hate it. Right. Uh, I kind of do like the light gray khaki, whatever you want to call it. I don't think do it's you? khaki. I think it's light gray. Um, their blues are sharp, but I think I think the blue helmet is sharp. And then um, I like their whites. Their I, I would, love their, I would probably, I love their blue helmet and yellow jerseys. They look fucking sick. That's that's bright. And their blue helmets yeah. and yellow jerseys, it looks sick. But I I like I kind of like the the gray. Yeah. Okay. I do too. I mean, I, I think it's to me it's like it's khaki, but it's not like it's not khaki. Uh, it's close. It it's, looks khaki. It's, not, it, it's not. not khaki. Sorry, it's not that dark. You're right, but it does look tan. Khaki is very light. It's not tan though. It's gray. It's, it's light gray. I think. I don't know. To me, it looks tan. I don't know. Maybe this is like the the gold or white dress or the blue and black dress. Who knows? So uh, let's move oh, on. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. remember that? Yeah. What color was it, by the way? Oh. <coughs> to me, not, it was black and blue. I do not remember what I thought of it. Really? Yeah. Let me see if I can find it real quick. No, I don't care. You don't care that much? Because now they they they've come out with so many other ones, and then it just have they. Yeah, like shoes. Bullshit. Like, yeah. What? Since when? Since the dress thing came out. Really? People have come out and when like, did the dress thing come out? How long ago was that? I don't know. It feels like it's been forever. You can pull it up. I'm not going to look at it. It was black and blue. That's yeah, what I 100% remember. black and blue dress. Yeah. There's no way. If, if it was white and gold, you have problems with your eyes. Ah, uh, shit. 2015. Ah, uh, I was going to say 16. Has its own Wikipedia page, too, by the way. That was a cultural, a major cultural event in our history that our kids will read about in... February 26, in 2015. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Charlie, let's move on to the Cardinals here. Talk about going viral. Yeah, no kidding, right? You get your own Wikipedia page. What's the best thing you could do to go viral? Like if you could go viral, how would you how would you do it? Um, uh, spider two Y banana extra banana. <laughs> would you draw that out for me? I'm not a great drawer. <laughs> okay, so maybe you have to show me. Ow! Yeah. Well, that's where I was going with it, but I wasn't gonna like say it. But there you go. Now I don't want no, I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> All right, Charlie, let's move on to the Cardinals here. Um free agents. I'm gonna read off the list. They didn't lose much, and they did a decent job of gaining pieces. So I'm curious to hear how you how you think the Cardinals did in free agency here. So they signed JJ Watt. That's probably their biggest signing. It sure did. They signed AJ Green. Malcolm Butler just signed today. They traded for Rodney Hudson. They got Marcus Golden, Kelvin Beecham to provide more offensive line help. They just basically re-signed. Yep. And basically the only person they lost was Kenyon Drake. Now they lost Patrick Peterson. I'm sorry. And they lost Hassan Reddick to y'all. That's right. That's right. Which I thought was a great pickup by y'all, by the way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We'll see. He's on a prove-it deal, so we'll see. Yeah, but um, what I'm trying to say is they... Their defense was suspect last year, and they didn't do much to fix it. It seems like J.J. Watt and Malcolm Butler are just pieces. They have a lot to do in the draft. 
I mean, I don't know. So what do you what do you think? How do you think the Cardinals did in free agency? Well, they were certainly active. Uh, I think they made a lot of the right moves. They made the moves that they needed to make. J.J. Watt was a big signing, and it's another one of those things to get everyone excited. But, I mean, the Cardinals really were a pretty good team last year. And in order to compete in this division, they felt like they need to make a lot more moves. Patrick Peterson has been a little bit on the decline. And he's a Hall of Fame player, will like be will be in the Hall of Fame, and so he's still gonna demand some money, and so they decide to go with the Malcolm Butler. Although, I mean, I, I like Malcolm Butler. Um, I was kind of hoping the Niners would take a run at Patrick Peterson to have the veteran presence and stuff, and not that Malcolm Butler isn't a veteran, and you know he's been to the been there, done that with everything, but. Well, that's, I think, the biggest issue they still have right now is depth at safety, corner, almost everything, really. I mean, you can even Their whole argue, secondary though. is really depleted. So, I, you know, Malcolm Butler is a Band-Aid, really. I mean, even if he plays as good as he will, he, essentially what? You're just replacing Patrick Peterson? Like the whole back end of the the whole back end of that defense still needs to play well. You yeah. definitely did a better job of bolstering the front with... With JJ, but I agree, losing Hassan Reddick, I think. But still, also a temporary thing because JJ Watts old. And temporary is in a many, couple of years. I wonder yeah. how many years he's been in the league and but how many of those years that he's been on the field all 16 games because I would be shocked to find out that it's more than four. Yeah, uh, that's fair. That's a fair point. Um, but you still get a lot of production out of him. Right. Regardless. So. But you know, why couldn't they just, I mean, if Patrick Peterson was willing, move him to safety? Cut his contract a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, it's a good question. You know, I mean, most of those guys have done stuff like that, so I don't know. That's a very good question. Um, I, I, don't, I just, you know, I don't know. They've got Buda Baker though, who is uh, really good. Isaiah Simmons is going to be really good too. One of the best safeties in the league. Isaiah in my Simmons opinion. was, you know, who I wanted as the Panthers. Yeah, a late bloomer. He is a later um, bloomer. Yeah, which was... I'm glad because Jeremy Chin. And that's the thing. I'm so glad that we got Jeremy Chin now. I I, w- I, I will firstly admit that I was wrong. And it's honestly, I prefer Jeremy Chin just because of his body size, right? Yeah. Isaiah Simmons is built like a linebacker. So it is, although he is a freak of nature, he is still, it is hard for him to cover safety. Like He's trying to, ends. I think they're still trying to figure out his position. He's still trying to figure out his position. And what he can do, really. Right. Because he needs to show like what he can do, and I think right. he just he needed to learn some things. Jeremy Chin took off. He had a great year. I mean, in my opinion, he should have run D-Roy. Um, but I, I just think he's he fit into place better, and he's built like a safety. He's built like a defensive back, and that's what I like about him the most is that you know he's he's got that length, and he can he's he's built like one of them. Right. So, um, but yeah, Isaiah Simmons, he'll. he'll He'll, I think he he'll figure it blossom out. Into uh, that's what I'm saying. I think it's just about their say, their secondary. Like, can they patch up their secondary? And offensively, they have the right tools. My question to you now, Charlie, is with Kenyon Drake jo- gone, is Chase Udmans the guy? Question mark? Because uh, that's no. it. It's just Chase Edmonds. That's, I mean, they have a couple other guys on the roster, but it was Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds. Um, I thought they... Picked up someone else recently, like in the 
during the season. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Um, I think they really like Chase Edmonds, and I think there's a lot of promise with him. He's not going to be your I'll bell read cow. you their roster for running backs. Eno Benjamin, Chase Edmonds, DJ Foster, someone Muhammad, and Jonathan Ward. Those are their current running backs on the roster. So I would say, no, they did not pick up someone that I was thinking. Which, again, you could but always snag Chase one Edmonds, in the draft. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think they will. Right. Um, and I, I actually really did like Chase Edmonds. So did I. I. I thought he had some really good production, but then it's like Cliff Kingsbury couldn't figure out what a running back was or how to give them touches or how to give them any sort of production because – both him and Kenyon trail fell off. Yeah, well, but I think uh, it's because they started to really like Kyler Murray running the ball. But they need, they kind of need to make a decision. Like, give him designed runs. Don't give him designed run. I mean, I think they're like on the fence about how to protect him and let him be him, but also, you know, make it a balanced running attack. I right. I, I think they're still trying to figure it out. Because that offense is built for a QB to run the ball. Yes. And that's where the issue is, is that you can't really do that, and that's what the Panthers kind of experienced early in Cam's career, is that he's going to take some really big hits. And how long are you going to put him out there to those kind of hits? Cam is uh, a giant. uh, He is a gargantuan. He can take more big hits than... um, Can he, though? That's my point. Look at where Cam's at now. Cam can barely throw a football more than 30 yards down the field without having a, a duck. If some of those games where Cam was just getting obliterated ever happened to Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray would be fr- a freaking skid stain or whatever they're called. I mean, that's that's just the short and fuzzies of it, you know? <laughs> I mean, seriously, now Kyler has... is. His agility is off the charts, so yeah. he can avoid that kind of stuff. Right. Um, he literally is probably the most agile, uh, fast twitch player I've, that's in the league right now for sure. Um, whereas Cam Newton is like a freaking great white shark, opposed to a seal. A seal is very agile. Great white shark's powerful. I like that. Um, I like that. And I mean, so like Kyler Murray is a dangerous ass seal. Okay. Um. But he so he can avoid the hits. I got you. But if he gets going, a great white shark may not. I don't know. Catch it. Best signing in my opinion, best free agent signing, AJ Green. I love it. I I, thought I, that was I so like smart. it when we're I like I want to hear what your fantasy implications are from this team now. But I really think A.J. Green can have a really good role next year as a fantasy wide receiver. I, I think that that is only going to help. Um, that's only going to help uh, DeAndre. It's only going to help their offense because, let's be honest, Larry wasn't doing it for him. Here's the thing, though. Kind of your point. I, and I really do like Chase Edmonds. Like, truthfully, I do. I think he's going to be really good. Um. But if they don't have a solid running game, it won't matter. You're right. right. You're right. You're right. So you're right. Outside of Kyler, I, I just think it helps. It helps. It yes, helps them big absolutely. Time. Absolutely. I think. Yeah. He, like I said in the last episode, AJ Green's my sleeper this year for the for fantasy. I think. Yeah. 
I I can get down with that. And I I think they the Cardinals did a decent job of finding the right pieces to protect Kyler moving forward. But to me, Charlie, when I when okay, so yeah, to me it's like. When I look at this team, all I see is the Bills two years ago. Like Josh Allen's rookie year. Where you can see he has talent, but they're still just missing shit in different plays. Like either their players are so young and they're not able to play up to the standard they should be. Or they just have holes in different spots. Like this to me screams a team who's still like one or two years away from like making a really good push at it. Also... A much tougher division than the, the right, AFC. Right, but still, it's like, especially in this division, when if you're going to be the push on one of those top two teams, you got to be like... Okay, Isabel is, is getting some serious... Uh, She's some airtime. <laughs> we don't have to cut it out, but you're going to need to cut it out, Isabel. Isabel is Bryson Kelly's cat and just had some thoughts to share, so... Yeah. But... She has been um, 86th from the recording studio here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, I don't know, Charlie. The point I'm just trying to make is I, I still think that no matter what, the Cardinals will steer a couple, still a couple pieces away, and I, I'm not sure that they made that here in free agency, basically. Um, we'll we'll no, see what they we'll, we'll I, see what happens in the draft. It's possible but. they made a big jump. Um, and as with all teams, I think it's – really critical to see what happens with covid and how off seasons look for the teams and getting that many new players uh seeing if they have a chance to gel and learn what what cliff kingsbury wants to do whatever that is right maybe just look pretty in his in his big old mansion is like i don't is it pretty though do you think it's pretty i mean i said it's, I guess it's kind of cool. Look he looks like Ryan Gosling. That's why I said it. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm not sold on him. I, You know, I had Kyler Murray last year, and I told you I thought Kyler was going to be this year's MVP. And, uh, you know, in the beginning, in the very early beginning of the year, yeah, he sure kind of looked like it. He kind of looked like it in the early, early beginning of the year. Well, And then yeah. he kind of... And he had the I think, hail, the, I the think it's a play calling. Yeah, I think it's a play calling. I don't know. I just... I don't, I don't know that Cliff Kingsbury is calling the right stuff, but their defense was bad last year, so it's also not fair because uh, they weren't bad. They really weren't bad. They weren't bad, but they couldn't get off the field. That's the problem. They could never get off the field. Yeah. I don't know. So Charlie, um, let's wrap it up here with the Cardinals' uh, top three fantasy performers next year. Who you got? DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray. I really think Chase Edmonds can come on. Um, man. DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray. I really, I really. In that order? I really like uh, A.J. Green. No, Kyler Murray, then DeAndre Hopkins, because Kyler Murray's going to get you so many rushing yards, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, but I so really Kyler like, Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. Who's yeah, your third? I, I really like AJ Green to make a splash this year. I agree, hundred percent. I, I think, you know, the they the Cardinals are just setting AJ Green up to have a really good year. I think no matter what, like Chase Edmonds will have a decent year. But I think you're right. I think they're going to draft a guy 
and he's going to end up splitting time with Chase Edmonds. Yeah, and they're going to need to establish that running game in right. order for DeAndre. That's why I think well, they'll actually, get more of a pure runner. DeAndre other than will Chase will succeed no matter what. So yeah, right. But they and they will need to establish a running game in order to get those two some heavy touches. Yeah. All right, Charlie, are you ready? Bring it on. Okay. First off, we'll Super Bowl st- champions. Okay, sorry, go on. Wow. Okay, so actually, that actually just reminds me. So we did not do... Actually, we'll do it at the end. We'll okay. save it for the end. Okay. Because I did it in the beginning with the Seahawks. We haven't done it since. So 49ers, we'll talk free agency acquisitions and losses. You lost Tevin Coleman today to the Jets. Saw that. You, you lost C.J. Beathard to the Jaguars. We did. You re-signed Jaquiski Tart. You yep. re-signed Trent sorry, Williams. Sorry, sorry. You're not... You're, you pronounce it like everyone else, but it's Jaquaski. Jaquaski Tart. Uh, you re-signed Trent Williams. Do you? I read an article today, basically saying that Trent Williams was minutes away from signing to Kansas City. He was. You know who else was? Who? Kawan Williams, who we just re-signed. really. Yeah. Well, I did. I was going to say he was on your list too. Alex Mack, you signed. Yes, which was really huge. Yep. Uh, Jason Verrett, which is also really big. Yep. Kyle Juszczyk, uh Mosley, Samson Ekubom. I'm impressed. You guys have really done well for free agents so far. Well, so a lot of what who you just mentioned were re-signing because we had so many people you did. hitting free agents. But still, to re-sign someone, that's, that's a big deal. Yeah, especially when one of them was the best available player uh, the free best agent. left tackle in the fucking game right, right. now. Right, and the yes. best free agent available once Dak Prescott was signed. Um, and, you know, we had to spend big old money for him. Which so, is, you should. Right. You He's, should. It's deserved. Um, Kyle Juszczyk was tearful at the end of the year in his final press conference of the year because he didn't know what his future hell didn't think he'd be with the Niners. And all the Niners uh, executives were celebrating Jed York's birthday and just getting sloshed and FaceTimed him right after they signed him and just were super congratulatory. They were passing this FaceTime around Jed York's house, including like John Lynch, and everyone was just congratulating him. And I guess um, Kyle Yushchek was saying like how he felt like it was truly like a family. You wouldn't. Oh, that's it cool. was. It wasn't like the shake your hand, like thank you, I won't let you down type of thing. It's like they're all just so elated that he was staying with them and right. Um, and Kyle Shanahan obviously called him. He, I don't think he was at that. So now that use check is signed, how long before you get a jersey? I literally almost bought one that day. But you haven't still, so I'm wondering when you're going to get one and what jersey it's going to look like. You're going to get the alternate. Ooh, I'm going to get the white. So tough. I'm going to get the. I'm going to get the white alternate. I think I couldn't. The find white it. with the I all red. I couldn't find it, dude. I they, know you did tell not... me that. So if I can find it, I'll get that. Otherwise, I'll I'll go with. The you might have to like special standard. order it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. Oh, okay. All right. Because that special order, like make a custom jersey. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. That's $180. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Best free agent signing. Who is it? Of all those people we just said. Trent Williams. You think so? Yeah. 
still the number one, no matter what. I mean, that's a lot of depth. That's um, a lot of talent. Honestly, though, it's right there with Juszczyk. And here's the thing. Juszczyk is, I don't want to say underappreciated because in the Niners organization, Niners fan base, he's not underappreciated. But when we signed him, when we signed him uh, three, four years ago, people laughed at us because we made him the highest paid fullback in history at the time. Yeah. Yeah, we what everyone thought we really overpaid him at the end of that contract right before we re-signed him <clears throat> everyone realized we had him on a deal like that was just what he did for us was incredible right and so obviously we had him on a bargain and so no one questioned the fact that we made him again the highest paid fullback in, in NFL history understandable so um all right, so you know, Trent Williams, though. Trent Williams is your, uh, your best free agent signing? I think it's right there with Kyle Juszczyk. Okay. Because if we signed Trent Williams and didn't sign Kyle Juszczyk, one, we would not find another fullback that's good, and we wouldn't be able to turn uh, the Kroger bag boy into a star running back like we just happened to do. We just know how to do it. Okay. And so anyone we put behind him, granted – Kyle Shanahan has an eye for talent for that kind of thing. And so he puts people in positions. Usually they're undrafted guys, uh, but they thrive behind use check. Trent Williams is a huge part of that. All right. So I have another question here. What's your mascot's name? Sourdough Sam. Okay. So sourdough. I looked at this. I looked this up. Why sourdough? That's a like huge... of all breads, you're gonna pick fucking sourdough because that is San Francisco's thing. Sourdough, sourdough? yeah, sourdough bread. Really? Yeah. You go to um, San Francisco. Oh, my mom's gonna be so pissed that I don't remember the name of this specific. Uh, no, I was about to name the salami place Molinari's. Um, but there are there's a specific there's n- multiple sourdough. sourdough shops, like big operations, and you go. It's awesome. And the sourdough is just incredible in San Francisco. It sounds amazing. I mean, that's I, it makes me crave that's sourdough. That's why it's sourdough, Sam. Okay. All right. So, if we're talking celebrity deathmatch mascot style, now that we've gotten to sourdough, Sam, who wins in a deathmatch? So, sourdough, Sam, Rampage from the Los Angeles Rams, Big Red from the Arizona Cardinals, or Blitz from the Seattle Seahawks? Who wins? Celebrity Deathmatch style. All four of them in the ring one time. One winner. Okay. Uh, if I had to go against two beaks and a set of horns and I had a pickaxe, I'd feel pretty good. That's all I'm saying. Sourdough Sam has a pickaxe. He's a 49er. Right. But what about the ram? Well, just don't let him ram you and then get him in the side with the pickaxe. <laughs> Like that seems so but what, simple. But like me. one shot from the ram, and you're just done don't for. let him hit you. Like I said, and boom. Well, that's easier Pick said X. than done. Do you think you could avoid a ram? Well, yeah. If I saw it coming, sure. You think if in a ring you could avoid a ram coming at you full speed? Well, I'm calling absolute bullshit. If I was in a ring, it wouldn't even get to full speed because it's in a ring. Doesn't have time to get to full speed. Says who? <clears throat> Says the ram being they're, in a ring. They're powerful. 
Yeah, but they don't go zero to sixty in no time and no. Who no, said they can even get up to sixty? You're making my point even better. Right. You're hopeless. I would take a pickaxe all day over those uh, two birds. I think a... you're. I think you're biased, but okay. Well, who would you take? Would you take a pickaxe? I'd probably take the ram. I'd probably take the ram. You're dumb. Sourdough Sam's too busy eating his fucking sourdough like a hippie in the fucking corner. Yeah, man. Life's good. Sourdough's great, ba. Oh. <laughs> Much good. He's still from San Fran, right? I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think you really hit the, the San Fran <laughs> theme there at all. You just went from like... You just went from Denver to Hawaii and completely skipped over California there. Oh. I mean, I get the hippie part, but like. <laughs> All right, so Charlie, I have a couple questions here. Uh, let's start off with the Jimmy G stuff. So, first off. Best looking quarterback in the NFL. Okay. Is that um, what? Is, that's no, not where you obviously to start. he's second behind Tom Brady okay. since we both uh, had our original statements earlier. Um,. Charlie, I want to ask you, what happens to Jimmy G? Is he... Super Bowl MVP? No, hold on, hold on. For let the 49ers? Ask, let me give you a couple options. Does Jimmy G start for the Niners in day one? Does How many games does Jimmy G start for the Niners? And yeah, start with those two. Yes, and assuming the rules are the same, 17. I I wonder Have if, you heard who the Niners had contacted to bring in? Because they lost Bethard. They're not sold on Nick, Nick Mullins. Have you heard who the Niners have gone after to try and sign them? Yeah, the guy who just signed with the Eagles. Yeah, Joe Flacco. Yep. Who else? Do you know? Um, Andy Dalton, yep, Mitchell Trubisky, and now Garner Minshew is in those conversations as well. Do who are you taking, Charlie? Day one starter, you're taking Jimmy G do or the think, field? Do you think Jimmy uh, G or of, the field of those guys? Of those guys, Jimmy G. You think so? Oh yeah, for sure. How many games does Jimmy G start? You think full seventeen? If that's um, yeah, if that's the rule. And the reason, so the reason why I say that is, I think the NFLPA, which is the, the NFL Players Association, which is the NFL Players Union, um, <clears throat> had tried to make. They were cool with the seventeen games, but they wanted to only play sixteen. So uh, players were only allowed to start and play in sixteen games. I don't think that's what happened. I think they'll ha- they'll play 17 games. But I think that was a p- possibility is that you can only play any single player in 16 games. But that's why I was saying that. Okay. But I think he'll start all 17 games, knock on wood. Where's um, wood? All right. So one more question before I end it um, with a couple questions here. Uh, actually, a couple more questions. Who's the best running back for the Niners next year? You lost Tevin Coleman. Who's the best production-wise? Who's Raheem the Mostert, best? who was last year, except he was hurt. But he yeah. right. So was he last year, even though he was hurt? 
he was the best when he was on the field. Um, why? Who? Who else were you thinking? I mean, Jet. I don't know. Was, you tell me. Jet, I'm, I'm not the expert. Jet McKinnon was big production early, but <clears throat> he uh, could not wait to leave the Niners for one reason or another. Um, the Tevin Coleman never like like he flashed. He so never you think was, it's Moster? Yes, I do. Okay. All right. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr., I think, will be not... 1A, 1B? I don't think Jeff Wilson... I mean, I mean, Jeff Wilson Jr. has never spent a full season in uniform. Yeah. Because he's been back and forth on the practice squad. Even last year. The guy that helped me beat you in the Fantasy Super Bowl... Don't remind me. ...was back and forth on the practice squad all year. Based on our injuries. So... I think this year we re-signed him. He's going to be in uniform every every week, and I think he's great. All right, so off that point, top three fantasy point earners next year for the San Francisco 49ers. Raheem, Debo, and George. Okay. I like it. Raheem Mostert, mm-hmm. Debo Samuel, and George. And Ayuk can can be a close fourth. Okay. See, I think Ayuk is over Debo next year. He could be. I think he. I think he is. I, I just. I do. Um, I. I think that'll. I think that's gonna happen. Yeah, I hear you. But if um if Debo stays on the field, he's big. If by the way, uh, only this year he was. His this was his second year, his rookie year. He was on the field every single game. And Who's better, only, Debo or Ayuk? Uh, they're different players. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Different players. Doesn't matter. When they were both on the field, Debo was the better player. He was a bigger threat, whether running the ball. or You don't think he just passing. fit Pass better passing. into the Shanahan offense? Like they both fit great in the Shanahan offense, and Ayuk still gets a year to learn it. Like he had a year, and now, I mean, he's going to develop. But here's the thing: so Debo is so dangerous and he started to figure out how to do Shanahan's offense so well that the few games that he was on the field, he was an absolute terror. Ayuk is a freaking eight. Remember the game? Uh, yeah, they leaped. were playing the Eagles and we lost. Yeah. But that leap was incredible. But the thing is, he's both a threat catching the ball and running the ball. So I think when they're both on the field healthy, Debo is going to garner so much attention that Ayuk really could. You think Debo's the number one wide receiver? Yes. Who else would be? Debo plays basically inside. Debo's not an outside guy. We don't really have... That's not how we run our offense, though. We don't have... It's not... You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We're not really necessarily running a... So you think Debo's the better wide receiver? Who do you think will be the better wide receiver next year? Who has more production? But look, when you say wide receiver... Doesn't matter. Who has more production next year? I think it'll be Debo, but I think Ayuk will rival it, especially because Debo's going to garner more attention. Initially. What's Debo's stat line next year then? Don't I? I don't know. How many touchdowns? Ooh. Who has the most touchdowns on their offense next year? Trent Williams. Um. Come on. I like. Kyle Shanahan is still a run-first guy. Yeah. But that doesn't only mean Raheem. I I think, man, it is so hard to say when 
Okay, let's just assume everyone is going to be healthy every single game. We have to assume that. Raheem, then. Okay. Except he really likes Jeff Wilson in, in, in those sort of goal line so red zone Raheem situations. And how many touchdowns? Uh, six hundred and fourteen. How many touchdowns? Yeah, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Six hundred and fourteen. <laughs> uh, but George, again, if like there's not a single player I can talk about that wasn't injured at some point in some way or fashion. But <clears throat> George is the most dangerous tight end in the NFL. I don't care what you have to say about Travis Kelsey. He's just not as good as George. He really is not, and. He's a much better blocker than any other tight end in the NFL. And not only is he a better blocker, but he's just a better pass catcher, better guy with the ball in his hands. And you still think Raheem's going to have more touchdowns than George, Greg? Uh, Yeah, I do. So, realistically, though, um, how many touchdowns no, is Raheem okay, going to no, have no, next no, year? No. I don't because I think the way Kyle Shanahan – Okay, so now you're going back on your word. Yes, yeah, sorry, um, on my decision. I'm not giving my word. Okay, on. so who has the most touchdowns next year, and how many touchdowns is it? It's going to be George. How many touchdowns? Fifteen. Wow, wow, that's bold. So that means but Jimmy it's a G. Seven, it's a seventeen-game season. Okay. Yeah, I mean you're right, but still, it's still bold. Yeah, still bold, still bold. Uh, so. Wow. Sorry, I'm going to have to like take a second to bring that in. So, what's Jimmy G's stat line next year? I don't know. Well, guess. What do you think? 6,000 yards, 47 touchdowns, and two interceptions. That's not even realistic. Okay, well then don't ask me the stat line. 2,700 yards. 22 touchdowns. No, he's going to be more than 2,700 yards. 12 interceptions. 22 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. All right. Do you, like, like Charlie, I, I want to hear what's your opinion on Jimmy G. Like, what? why Why are they going out, if Jimmy G's their guy, why are they going out and trying to sign Joe Flacco, Andy Dalton, Mitch Trubisky, Garner Minshew? Because. They're all fucking middle tier guys. Are, because they, I have, they are very aware of his injury proneness i'm so sorry i do not what's his what's his other injuries it's the high ankle and then what else he the acl ACL. okay that's a freak thing and so but it was it was the high ankle but it was like he got it and then it Which was they rushed him and back. Then it was exactly so here's the thing so it's only the niners to blame Kyle shanahan has only had to deal with quarterback problems except for the one year he went to the super bowl that year, he did not have to go to his backup quarterback. But every other year, he's had to do at least one, two, maybe three quarterbacks. So he wants a very good one, which is so understandable, just like every other team. But that's why Kyle Shanahan went after those guys, because they were is not Is that competing. a Shanahan problem? Because no one else has had that problem. I just said that's just like everyone else. That wants everyone else wants a very good backup quarterback. Right, but no one has to go to their backup quarterback and ask them every single year, hey, go win me three to four games. Then why do you bring up Cam every single time we have a discussion about quarterbacks getting injured? So yeah, it's it, what do you mean? 
It's not a Kyle Shanahan problem. It could be it's a not? Jimmy. It could be a Jimmy G problem, which is why they want to bring in a very good backup quarterback. That's what all those guys are very good backup quarterbacks. That's not true because Andy Dalton's a starter in Chicago right now. Right, but he would have been a great backup quarterback, just like he was in Dallas. So you think? I mean, Jimmy G. So do you do they make a trade in the draft? Do they get rid of Jimmy G? You I, think he's going to be there for 17 games. I'm not so sure. I do not think they will make a trade. I don't think they will trade Jimmy away. So, so the, are, the, are in the draft. How long is does Jimmy finish out his career? Is this Jimmy G's last year with the 49ers? I, I think, think yes. I think we're going to the Super Bowl. So, if we are a serious contender and make it into the playoffs and do well in the playoffs. Does Shanahan still have to mold his offense to Jimmy G where he's passing more times behind the line of scrimmage than he is downfield? I think that Jimmy G can pass downfield. I think there was a serious. Well, he tried in the Super Bowl and he missed one time. He missed. And, and you know, that's all it, it takes was to a be very big miss. a really good player or a, a Super Bowl winner. And he showed. He, he he I mean, he had a lot better game than Cam did in the Super Bowl. That's for damn sure. Yeah, cuz he, he wasn't getting he wasn't getting downed on by here's, Von Miller. Here's the Cam thing. Newton should have jumped on the ball. Yeah, I'll say it. Cam Newton should have jumped on the ball. It's the same kind of play. Jimmy G should have hit that guy. There's I'm, no excuse for it. No, There's times where I, you need to make a play I and you don't make agree. a play. I absolutely agree. He missed one play. And, and and it's the most crucial play at times. Right. But if Jimmy G can bring us very, at least to the playoffs and win another division, how are we going to get rid of him? I mean, the only reason easy. probably... You, you're the one who said his contract is so easy to get rid of. Right. But like the only reason why we haven't gotten rid of him... We have all the reasons to get rid of him, but the only year that we've had him as a full start, he took us to the Super Bowl. So, like, why why would we know that he's a winner? So, if the Niners is, go up from 12 is, and they trade down in the draft, are you shitting your pants because they're going after a quarterback? He's 22-8 and eight as a starter for the 49ers. If the Niners I mean, trade why down, would we, if the Niners trade down in the draft, are okay, you shitting your pants? Just to clear it up, because... the. Everyone has a different meaning. When you say trade down, you mean... 12 and below. Okay, so lower than... See, it's, I think that makes sense. On, like, NFL radio, when they say trade down, they mean trade back. Oh, no. No. Um, trade down. Right. So if you're going 12 or below, or for whatever, at whatever position, are you shitting your pants because that's who you think they're going after a quarterback? Uh, no. I think if it's... Six or lower, then yeah. If it's if it's, I'll even give you eight or lower, then yeah. Wow, wow. Maybe seven or lower. I was gonna say because I'm not seven so sure that the Panthers are at eight, and I'm not so sure the Panthers are gonna stay at eight. I think if it's seven or lower, then I'm thinking we might be looking at a quarterback. If it's who would you want? It uh, besides Trevor Lawrence, we know he's gonna be gone. I mean, if I had my pick of the quarterbacks that wasn't Trevor Lawrence, it'd be, um, well, shit. 
Like I I kind of don't hate the idea of getting Kellen Mond in the third or fourth round if if we can. Yeah. Um I really don't hate that idea. I think and he's that's, that's, very much like Dak where he could give you something different that Shanahan's never had before where he can run it yeah. as well as, you know, make the pass downfield, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think Kellamon's a really, he might be a really special dude. Yeah. I, th- I think he really could be. Um, but I don't think we'll trade that. I mean, Zach Wilson would be great. I don't think we're going to do that. We're not going to go after those guys. I really don't think so. Here's the thing. So what ha- is your defense as good as last year or as uh, you can't judge it off last year. What's the effect that, uh, let me rephrase it. What's the effect that the defense feels without Salah? Who's the new guy? Tell me about him. And why is he not going to be as good as Salah? Because uh, he's got big shoes to fill. Yeah, he, he certainly does. D'Amico Ryans, uh, he was drafted, I believe, by the Texans, but he played for the Texans and the Eagles. He was a linebacker, um, a teammate of J.J. Watts at one point. He was a really good player. I think he was an all-pro linebacker uh, in his first few seasons. And um, he was our linebackers coach this year. And everyone, when everyone, all the defenders knew that Sala was going to be a head coach, which they thought was possible last year, but um, was going to be a head coach this year, they really promoted D'Amico Ryan's like they wanted him to be the next head coach I think if all the players are saying that I think that that says something has he called plays uh no that was Robert Sala's responsibility is do you know if D'Amico is going to call plays next year or is he just the DC I believe I believe he will call plays I don't you're right I don't know that for a fact but yeah he is as far as I know the defensive play caller um, and I think he's going to basically be a carbon copy of Robert Sala. So where do you think the 49ers defense ends up next year? Assuming that everyone's healthy and you have all these starters who you've re-signed back, the team as you know it right now without any injuries, where well, Bryce, do they rank in Bryce, overall we were, defense? With all the injuries we had last year, we were a top, we finished in the top five. Okay, so answer the question. So you just lost your defensive coordinator. That's not an easy loss. Right. Understood. But I think that we're going to be top five again, for sure. Not to mention we'll be getting a ton of stars back. So what's, we're, we're also losing quite a bit. Richard Sherman's going to be gone. Right. Pretty much. We had like seven free agent corners. Um, we are able to sign two of them, right. three of them. So your depth is not good. It's not as good. But it's uh, we like who we have. We wish we, Richard Chen, we weren't gonna be able to you know make those ends meet, right? Because of what he's wanting, and um, do you have granted, the front line that you used to have? Because now who is it's Nick Bosa, Javon Kinlaw, mm-hmm. and that's about it, right? No, we have D Ford still. Okay, who's still an awesome player who was. Willing to restructure his contract so we saved twelve million in cap space. Okay. Oh, you didn't even mention our cap space. 
Oh, sorry. I did not. I did not. We have 20 million in cap 20, space. 20 million. After right. signing all those guys. Um, uh, we re-signed DJ Jones, who was always one of those rotation guys that was always in every game and made big plays. He's a big deal. Uh, Kevin Givens, who didn't play a lot last year, or hasn't played a lot in past years, got to play more last year. He is going to be an up-and-coming superstar. Um, we have Contavious Street, the NC State product. We have a lot of guys. We really do. We lost Kerry Hyder Jr., unfortunately. We lost Ronald Blair. Um, we lost Solomon Thomas to the Raiders, I believe, who never really panned out. We have Eric Armstead. That's, you forgot him when you mentioned Javon Kinlaw. Like do I I'm listing like first rounder after first rounder. We still have a ton of talent on the front line. Nick relatively being, cr- cr- Excuse me? Do you Relative think- to who who else has that kind of fucking talent on the front? Are you serious? Uh yeah. I name, mean name a better name a better lineup. See, I don't do good Go. on the spot. I don't do what? good on the spot. Oh, oh no no no. I bet if if I gave you a different Tampa Bay. Well, all right, name their lineup. Oh, their front four, and tell me that it's better. And then name their depth. Tell me it's better. See, that's, I, don't, I don't know where their free agents and stuff are at. I know Ndamukong Sue just signed. Yep. I know JPP is Who's, still there. Um, Vita Vea is still there. He's really good. First-round draft pick. Um, and then Shaq Barrett is on the outside. All three, all four of those guys are probably just as talented as what you're rolling out in San Fran. Bullshit. You're telling me... That Shaq Barrett is not as talented as those guys you just named? No, you said that whole line is yeah. as talented as our whole line. You don't think so? Well, in, the only, in my opinion, the only person you're losing is like the only people that Tampa Bay has a drop off with is JPP. I'm not sure he's a sack guy anymore. Okay, JPP and Indomitian Sue are both in their mid to late 30s. Our oldest guy. And they're still getting production. That our, doesn't mean shit. Our oldest guy. J.J. Watt is still doing really well. Still getting sacked. oldest guy on our front line is probably 29. It does not matter what age. It matters production. Yeah, and all of our guys produce. Do they? So what were their sack numbers last year? Well, they were hurt. Pretty much every single one of them except so, for Eric Armstead. So your best ability is your availability. If your ass ain't on the field, you are not worth that much, right? So that's why Tampa Bay probably holds well, a very good candle to what you're putting out there as your front four on D. I think when, well, they certainly didn't. They had the same front four when uh, two years ago, and they didn't do shit their against first the year. Now it's different. They got Tommy B telling them their, exactly their what they first need to year, do. Right, which was Nick Bosa's first year and D Ford's first year. Right, and then Nick Bosa tore his ACL last year, so he but wasn't like, on the field. But Nick Bosa's first year, they absolutely outclassed the Bucks. What on have the you done line. for me lately? He got hurt. Exactly. So like, what, what is your so point? So your best ability is were, your availability. When they, both, when they were both full strength, the Niners absolutely outclassed them. I think it's more of a test on this them. year. I think it's more of a test on this year. them. I disagree. I think it's more of a test on this year. But yeah, we'll see this year. So, we will. Yeah. We will. All right, so Charlie, we're going to end this thing on the Niners. Uh, we got a couple, uh, a couple more things to get to. But 
Charlie, I want to do superlatives. We're going to throw it back like it's senior year of high school here, All right. okay? All right. We're going to do rapid-fire superlatives, and I want you to name the 49ers player that you think best fits that superlative. Can be anyone, okay? All right. Anyone on the Niners, at least. All right? I'm going to throw you a little uh, home run ball here first. Biggest flirt. Biggest flirt. Feels great, baby. That's what I thought. Jimmy G. Best car. I have no idea what they drive. Who do you think has the sweetest car? Probably uh, the richest guy on the team. Jimmy G. Okay. Uh, I don't like your answer to that. So best celebrity lookalike. Well, why, why, okay, well, who best do you think cele- has the best car? I don't know. I don't know. Probably Trent Williams now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Probably so. Probably so. Uh, all right. Um, beauty and brains. Kyle Shanahan. Okay. Uh, best dancer. George Kittle. All right. Because um, he seems like the kind of guy that would dance like me on the on the dance floor. Best shoulder to cry on. Uh. Ooh, that's a good one. Um. Uh, I don't. Uh, Fred Warner. We didn't even mention Fred Warner once. That's your fault. Who's an All-Pro linebacker? Most accident prone. It should be familiar for you, right? <laughs> uh, the entire roster. Mm-hmm. That's a good answer. Most likely to be president. Uh, it's Jimmy G and George Kittle. It's the, it's a campaign together. Who's the president? Who's the VP? Garoppolo Kittle. President VP? Yeah. Did, did you not see the shirts they wore? No. Garoppolo Kittle 20? No. Oh. Who do you think has the most Instagram followers? George Kittle. That's bold. I think it might be Trent Williams. Raheem Mostert. I don't know if he's... I no. haven't seen him on Facebook. I, I think it's probably either Garoppolo because he looks good or Kittle because he's hilarious. Uh, most likely to remain... Ooh, no, no. Most likely to save the planet. Mm. Um... Kyle Yushek, he went to Harvard. That's fair. Um, most likely to be a superhero in disguise, George Kittle. You just you just picking same George guys? Kittle for almost the same thing. <laughs> Dude, he's like the superlative of the NFL. Come on. Um, who do you think would be the best ping pong player? Bless you. Um. Robbie Gold. That's probably a good one. That's probably a really good one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Most likely to become the next Bob Ross. Also Robbie Gold. Okay. Pretty beautiful little mistakes. (laughs) 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 Oh, he doesn't call them mistakes. Happy, happy something. I can't remember. Happy mistakes. I think he's little accident. Happy oh, little accident, yeah, something like that, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, all right, let's see. Last one here, Charlie. Most likely to star in a Star Wars movie. Um, I have... Okay, d- we'll skip that one. And with this one. Most likely to win a Grammy. Fred Warner. I was going to say Raheem Mostert. Okay. He's he's a good-looking dude. I think he could... You know what? I bet he'd me, be good in a Star Wars movie because his eyes are... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Some color I've never seen before. Right. Right. All right. Uh, so, Charlie, I'm going to wrap it up with this. Again, rapid fire here. You said in the beginning of the show... I'm not very good at rapid fire. ...that you yeah, think the San Francisco 49ers are going to win the division followed by the Los Angeles Rams, followed by the Seattle Seahawks, followed by the Arizona Cardinals. The one team you said was the Seattle Seahawks, so I'm going to go down the line here, starting back at the top of the 49ers. What's their record next year? Rapid fire, go. 13-4. and four. San Francisco, 13-4 and four next year. Mm-hmm. Los Angeles Rams. I have to like think about the eleven and six. Okay, Seattle Seahawks. You said ten and seven. Yeah. Arizona Cardinals. Nine and eight. Wow! And so I all winning teams. Yeah, I don't know um, if the math makes sense with the, like the divisional yeah. stuff. Well, but... we're not talking about everyone. We're just talking about these. Okay. But yeah, with the divisions, I'm, yeah. So. Uh... So twelve and four. No, sorry. What did we say? What did you say for the Niners? 13 and 4. Thir- yeah, 13 and 13 4. 13 and 4. Wow. That's bold. Those were all very odd to say. Yeah. Very, yeah. It's it's going to take us a minute. But. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys very much for listening in. Please rate, subscribe, and like. Um, review everything to the pod. We, we love it. We appreciate your support. Uh, Charlie and I were talking, I think, for the draft. What we're going to do is we're going to do a live pregame show. We're going to do a live pregame show. We're going to start an hour before. Basically, we're going to do a mock draft. We're going to talk about the draft. We're going to say why we love the draft. We're going to do a mock draft about the hour before the draft starts. And we'll make that live. We're gonna we're talking over with our producer, Jared, on the best way to do that with you guys. Um, but we'll have some cameras on us, and, and it'll be a good time one hour before the draft starts. It's going to be a blast. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it there, Chuck. Thank you all so much. Uh, Bryce, thank you for not taking me down too many rabbit holes. I tried not to. I talk a big game, but I tried not to lean you too far down the wormholes. Well, thank you. You're welcome. All right, guys. Next week. NFC. No. So you're right. You're right. We did NFC. So where are we going? AFC. Uh, is it, I guess it'd be AFC South. South. Yeah. Wait. No. 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 It should be the AFC North. That'll be a fun one. Steelers. Browns. Okay. All right. All right. That's fine. We can do Ravens, that. Ravens. Bengals. Yeah. Steelers. Browns. Ravens. Bengals. AFC North next week. Yeah. I feel like that should have been earlier, but yeah, that'll be a good one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of movement there. 
All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. Like I said, like, subscribe, rate, review. Please do all the above for us. Uh, Look forward to the live pregame to the draft. uh, And we will see you guys, as always, next week. Go Niners. Thanks, y'all.